Hey, welcome to the podcast. I am Joel here with my super special guest today. It's my mom, Jana. Hey, mom. Hey. Hey, so I wanted to talk about something that um, I thought you would be an interesting one to bring in on this right now. I want to talk about how to keep from passing fear on to your kids because I keep, I know that right now with what's going on in our world, a lot of people have their own fear and their kids don't know how to deal with it. We were talking to somebody the other day who, you know, his kid, he's a young kid, he's like six or seven, his school got canceled and he came home and his parents were like, you know, they, they buckled down for about six weeks and they're like, all right, we're going to get out. But he was terrified to get out. He's like, well, if they cancel school, we shouldn't be getting out. And so he didn't know how to process that fear element of it. And I think that's a real problem we're going to be seeing coming up because a lot of people don't even, they're dealing with their own fear and then your kids just unintentionally end up dealing with it. And I remember for me, when you, when I was about I think it was probably nine or 10, you went through a real time of anxiety. Yes. And I remember asking dad, dad, is mom going to die? And he said, no, she's not going to die. She's just really having some, some problems right now. And I didn't understand what it was. But now we've talked about it over the years and a lot of it is, uh, you know, you grew up in a home with a lot of anxiety between Papa and Grandma. They were like a vortex of anxiety. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they had a lot of, and so they passed it on to you, obviously, for obvious reasons. There was a lot of unspoken things in the family. Great, great family you grew up in. I mean, they were, yes. they loved God. I mean, they, they yes. were amazing people, but they still had all this fear that got passed on. And mm-hmm. Sometimes it's just hard to avoid it. So I was going to get your take. You, in many ways, broke some cycles of, yes. you struggled with it, yes. and we felt some of it, but you broke a lot of cycles of, like, I can't even imagine what it had been like growing up in the home you grew up in with the stress. So what do you think are the keys to not passing on um, anxiety and fear to your kids? Well, I think you hit it a while ago. It was, there were so many things that were unspoken. Mm. And as a child, when I had some really fearful things happen to me, somehow I was afraid to talk about them. I didn't feel like I could, I I was ashamed to even talk about fear Mm. and no one else seemed to be dealing with it. Um, Some, some things that would happen like every fourth, fifth of the month, I think it was an air raid siren would, would blow, and that was during the Cuban Missile Crisis. So the Cuban Missile Crisis is when we were very afraid that, that Cuba was going to send nuclear, through Ru- Russia through Cuba was going to send nuclear weapons to blow up America. And so, I mean, I didn't know it was weird. I just knew I was very fearful, and every time that air raid siren would blow, mm. it And no teachers were talking me. you through it or anything? You know, they told us what to do to get under the desk and all things like that, and those are the things that I got afraid of too, but when I came home... I didn't feel like I could talk to them, mm. talk to my parents about them, talk about the whole fear and what it means and just discuss it, go through it. And I think that is probably the first thing that I would say, you know, had I felt like I could speak those fears to someone who loved me and cared for me, mm-hmm. um, I think that would have gone a long way to alleviate fears. Yeah. And, um, but I, I think, too, like you said, and I didn't even realize like all that was unspoken, that they had fears, too, but they were not spoken of. So it was not right necessarily for me to speak of them either. It's just Everyone's just kind of quiet about those things. Yeah. So the one would be make it, make it a place where your kids, maybe, I mean, even inquire into them. I do that with Elise a lot. I yes. ask her 
what is are you feeling how are you feeling about these things and and inquire about the fears that they're feeling because she's very alert to yes, what's is. going on uh we we discount how alert she is but she said something the other day she's like is such and such is closed and she's like is it because of COVID-19 we're like we've never used that word in the house really? how did she learn that but it's it's all around it's all so she's around. picking it up yeah. so it's not like your kids aren't seeing the stuff yeah and it's not like they're not seeing your reaction uh, mm-hmm. so you're saying the first step would be oh, be willing to openly talk about it with them. Talk about it. And if there's something that's just grabbing you, grabbing hold of you, you have to talk about that. That's the part. If you don't, if you can't talk about it, we'll get inside of you and start having all kinds of symptoms and things that you can't even deal with and control. Yeah. Now, what if you have your, (laughs) so if you've got your own issues with fear, how do you talk to your kids about their issues with fear? That was the hard part. I didn't want to make them fearful, but by just me being fearful and not talking about it, I think it puts that little question mark in, oh no, what's wrong? Something's yeah. bad. Something <laughs> happened. And I believed it myself. For one, I really feel like there was something terribly wrong with me. Mm-hmm. And I was so afraid and it was really just gut wrenching. But I, you know, to talk about it to a child, you, you feel like you would make them even more fearful. Yeah. And I don't know, maybe it would. It depends on how you spoke to them, I suppose. Well, that's the hard part about it is they're already picking up vibes anyway. That's right. So it's like you can either ignore the elephant in the room or let the elephant communicate, let them figure out what they think of the elephant. Yes. But if you can guide them through it, but it sounds like what you're saying is the other thing you've got to do is you've got to deal with your own issues with it. Yes. Um, and you don't have to be invincible. I think that's a mistake a lot of parents make is they think, uh, well, I have to, I have to seem invincible, mm-hmm. but I, I think if you're open and honest about your own struggle with, with your kids, then mm-hmm. that would, I mean, that you would think that would, it's, it's tricky it, it's though. It's hard. Yeah. It's tricky. But um, yeah, because I, I, I was just so paralyzed by it. I didn't know what to do. Yeah. And I didn't really even know to who to go to. I, I don't think anyone else, I didn't think anyone else would understand me. Mm-hmm. And I didn't think my husband understood me because he couldn't relate to it you know, just that particular type. And I think it was a generational bondage. It was carried down because my mother spoke of it about her aunt and how she was just really had a struggle. And so all of those, even the, the, I, the bondage of not being able to talk about it yeah, was carried down as well. Huh. So you've got being willing to talk about it, dealing with your own issues of it. And then the question I would ask you is how did you deal with your own issues of it? Well, I went to the word. I I didn't know what else to do. I went to the word. I mean, he's the Lord is our strength and our in everything. And even though I felt like I couldn't even receive anything, any comfort, I went to the word and with meager faith, trusting that somehow God would, you know, basically just uh, in desperation going to Him. Um, I I learned a lot of the scriptures of the Psalms and Psalms 91 was a, a big part of my life in my reading yeah. and uh, my rehearsing in my mind. And it did not instantly help, but over a period of time by soaking my mind in those things and rehearsing the faithfulness of God in little bitty steps. Now, now that's hard because so as as somebody who's been walking with God for a while, you're like, oh, God's carried me through, right? But kids don't have that experience. No. And that's one of the challenges of what we're dealing with right now is we're telling kids it's the end of the world, essentially. Yeah. 
we're acting like it's the end of the world. Yes. Uh, this has never happened before. And so kids are like, oh my gosh, this is literally the end. I was born into the end. Mm-hmm. Don't think it's actually the end of the world, but they have no frame of reference no, other than that. And don't. so we have to be careful about how we we share those things with the kids. Like, you know, when, when you dramatize everything like that, kids are so literal, they take it so literal that it's, um, your small your small amount of fear of it gets pro- multiplied that's to right. them. That's, that's what's really that's hard. That's what happened with me, I think, in my family. I, yeah. don't, I don't look back and look at them as fearful people. Yeah. But it was there. Oh, I remember Papa. Was, I loved Papa. We yeah. hung out all the time. But he mm-hmm. had so many fears about all sorts of stuff. Yeah. You mentioned Psalm 91. I remember the first time you shared that with me. Uh, he who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will abide in the shadow of the Almighty. And I will say of the Lord, he's my refuge, my fortress, my God, in whom I trust. trust. He will deliver you from the snare of the fowler and from the deadly pestilence. He will cover you in his pinions and under his wings you'll find refuge. Um, you will not fear the terror by night nor the arrow that flies by day. And I remember you shared that with me. And I think that that very powerful truth too is if you're dealing with your own fear, walk your kids through the scripture as you're walking mm, through it with them, good. right? Yeah, that's true. Um, I mean, you essentially did that. You probably didn't realize you were doing it, but. No, I, I don't remember doing it at all, actually. Um, I just know that God has been faithful. And as I, over a long period of time, he has brought me to a point where I can trust more and more and more. Yeah. And I'm hoping that I'm communicating that now to other people. I think other, I think you can learn it earlier. I think if you do some of these things, like talk about it and, you know, be open about it. Yeah. And uh, even, you know, even years and years ago, it was not even kosher to talk about those things. And I think that's part of, um, what I was experiences. You think that was a function of the the denomination you were brought up in religiously? I don't know if it's just the culture or just in general, or if it was the the church uh, denomination or group I, I grew up in. Because there are, there are some denominations that are like, I mean, I've even read books that say, like, fear is a sin. Oh yeah, that was a big deal. Yeah, fear is a sin. Well, no, fear is a result of sin, buddy. But the when you start to think fear is a sin, yes. you're like, oh my gosh, I'm sinning I even by be thinking, thinking these of this. things. Yeah. And that's probably what stilted my even being able to talk about it because it's like that's that's confessing the wrong thing. Yeah. That that's a, a bad theology that'll yeah, mess with it. it yeah. is. Oh my goodness. And that was big in my growing up years. Um, have faith, not fear. Yeah. Trust God. Trust God. Don't, you know Which there are some people who I think rationally that works for them. Faith over fear. Oh yeah, my fear is ridiculous. And, but there, there's some personality types that I think can just do that. But there's others that I can't do that. Yeah. When irrational fear hits you, you just—it's not rational. <laughs> the only thing that it, can it, it totally paralyzes yeah, you. Yeah. You cannot do anything, and that's exactly what I experienced. And um, I'm so glad that you guys were able to overcome. We recovered. Don't worry, Mom. That's right. <laughs> God is faithful, <laughs> even with our but, but even your willingness to fight through it, you didn't throw in the towel. And the crazy thing is, I mean, right in the middle of that, kind of on the heels of that, is when God moved us to Guatemala, war-torn yeah. country in the middle of a civil war. But in spite of your anxiety and your fear, you took the step, and it's, it's in many ways, God delivered you from a lot of it yes. through your step of courage. Yes, I believe he did. I mean, it's still, it, it was still years lingering on, and it... It can, if I let it grip me, but I'm finding myself now learning to talk to myself and tell myself the things that are good and right and yeah. believe the word. But yeah, I think that that was a big thing because I remember I've been going through all this stuff and why are we moving to Guatemala? Yeah. 
an unknown for us and a, a scary idea, but I, I, I think God gave the grace there, and I just, I just, I don't even remember it being a struggle. It was just, I felt like it was a step we were taking. Yeah. So essentially that comes down to kind of maybe this is our fourth thing is that courage is contagious. And mm, when you true. set the pattern of courage in your family, in spite of your own fear, when you, you move out against, I talk about that in the book, Love Slows Down, about how fear doesn't just, doesn't go away. It just has to be confronted in small doses to where it, it, it life doesn't get easier. You get stronger. Yes. And so when you set that example for your kids, they're going to project that. They're like, wow, even though there's dangerous things out there, even though there's things to be scared of, even though there's things to be worried about, mom, mom and dad, they're deciding to move forward with courage. And that's the example you set for us. And I mean, all of your kids have done that. We, no, we've, we've lived out that um, because we saw it in action. I think that's the biggest thing is it the only way you, it's faith in action is what really drives mm -hmm. out the, drives out the fear. Well, love drives out fear, right? Yes. God's love, which compels us to do things of in, out of faith, drives out the fear. So, That's true. That's good. And that was a, a very mon a monumental time, a pivotal time in our family, in our lives, to be able to do that. It was the launching point for ministry in yeah. all of you in, 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 <laughs> in many, many ways. And um, the things that I thought we were giving up, God just multiplied more. Yeah. And in ways that we, I would never dream, have dreamt it. And I think that's what we're going to look back to for those who choose to be courageous in the middle of this as parents and don't cower to fear. And, you know, be wise. Obviously, be wise. That's don't right. do stupid stuff. Seek the Lord, right? But be wise. Um, but if you're living on a steady diet of fear, you're not going to be able to lead your kids with courage. And if you're, you know, constantly consuming negative news, all this stuff out there, and it's one thing to be informed, but it's another thing to be just living on a steady diet of fear. Yes. If you're living on a steady diet of fear, you're never going to be able to lead your family with courage. Yes. So you've got to live on a steady diet of faith, trusting God's guiding you. He's he's still in control. He knows what's going on. And then, and that's, I mean, that's essentially what you did for us, projecting that onto us. And in mm -hmm. spite of your own struggles with fear that we picked up on a little bit, we were able to overcome it. And that's the thing about fear. It never goes away. Uh, it's always going to be there in some form or another, but you get stronger and you become victorious over it little by little. And we can choose to live in it and to absorb those those things around us, or we can we can choose to believe God and think on things, as the scripture tells us, that are good and right and upright, yeah. lovely, just all those things that are going to give us good um, mental health as well. Yeah. And and by doing that, you are actually putting your faith in God because you're choosing not to be driven by the things of the world, the fear of the world. Yeah, that's good. Thanks, Mom. All right. My pleasure.